0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Kia ora katoa, kua mai nei mō o tātou. My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist, and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you miss the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have, and you can contact me at the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Norida, nō, nō mai, mai, and let's get started. And Kia ora and welcome, everybody. I'm uh, I'm pleased to be back after an absence of a of a few weeks. Um, I first of all had my uh, my elderly mother passed away, um, and then both my brother and myself uh, two or three days later we got COVID, which was not something we planned to do. But um, I don't know there's a silver lining in this, and that uh, I can now talk with first hand experience what COVID was like for me and I can also talk with uh, first hand experience of what it's like to take Paxlovid, which is the the drug that uh, the antiviral drug that is able to be prescribed to certain people because I'm slightly immunocompromised. Um, I was eligible for it and my brother was also eligible. So it's been uh, an interesting, interesting few weeks, um, and I'm going to share some of those experiences with you. Um, it's always obviously sad. My my mum was coming 95. Um, she'd had a good life, and she simply decided that she'd really had enough of enough of living. She had enjoyed really, really good health all of her life. Um, she'd been very active. She'd been a very active sports person up until basically the day before she passed away she was still doing her code crackers but she just got to the point that she said she was tired and she she called me in and uh my brother and myself and we um and our sisters overseas and she said look i've just um i've i'm tired i just want to go and she went and it's a very peaceful way to go um it's always sad it doesn't matter how well um, prepared you are. Um, I know she'd been over the last few months. She hadn't been enjoying her quality of life, and uh, no matter how how prepared you are, it's still it's still a sad time. We were very fortunate. I mean, I spent the first 20 years of my life, or so, before I came to university with her, and I was able to spend uh, the last nearly 20 years. Um, we all lived together in a family home and it's not something that she enjoyed it wasn't in her her view uh, something that was proper you're not supposed to uh, the world she grew up in it wasn't proper for kids to have to look after their parents and when I say look after I mean my mum worked in a restaurant with me um, until we closed the restaurant some of you may remember the Huntsman Steakhouse she used to make all the salads and do all the dishes she'd come to work seven days a week uh, insisting being there. She was still doing all her gardening, as I said, doing her code crackers, etc. So it's a life to be celebrated, and I certainly f- spent a lot of my adult life in both Asian and Maori communities, and um, in the Maori community, you have this two, this two, uh, two parts in Polynesian life. Um, you have the Modi, which is the the life force, if you like, and you have the wairua, which you could call, I guess, the spirit. And I mean, obviously at the time that somebody passes away, their life force goes. So uh, if you've, any of you have been on the marae, the first sound that you'll hear when anybody stands up to speak, they say, Tihei muriora. And that literally means, look, I've sneezed, I'm alive, I've got the life force. Um, and when somebody passes away, that um, that life force goes. But... We live on, and uh, uh, my mum lives on, and, and me and my brother and my sister. She lives on, and her nephews and nieces, uh, and her sisters, etc., in uh, her work. Um, so, as I said, it's a, it's a, it's a sad time for everybody. And my mum also did something unusual, which just attracted quite a bit of an interesting comment because she made a decision some time ago that uh, she wanted to leave her body to the University of Otago, to the anatomy department, um, so that uh, to be able to train students, whether they be health science students or students doing doing anatomy. Um, and it's been an interesting reaction from people Um the some people say, Oh, I like, really really thought about that, but it sounds like a really good idea. Through to others, and oh, I'm not too fussed about that idea, but that was my mum's wish, and that's what's happened to her. So, I do, I know the university um, are always looking for people who are prepared to um, donate the immortal uh, remains to uh, to university for research and if that's something that interests you I'd strongly urge you to uh, you can either google it online at looking at a bequest of your, uh, of your body um, or I think you can call the Department of Anatomy and they have a form that you fill in um, there are certain preconditions etc but it's a so if you haven't thought about that um, that is sort of an option that you might like to consider and it's certainly one that my mum um, my mum was happy to do so as I said it's a uh, it's it's never never a fun time when you lose a loved one but when your mum's got to be coming up to 95 she was always adamant that she would make 95 and you know just before she passed away I said to her she said oh I always want to make 95 but I said well in some cultures um, actually the day you were born is when you're one so if you lived in that culture you are 95 Um You've had your 94th birthday and you're actually in your 95th year so by all measures you've made 95 which is uh which is a fairly remarkable innings uh which which is so we're happy about that so coming back to COVID um so the situation was um all oh, three or four days after she passed away I said to my brother who also lives with us at home and I said oh you've you don't sound terribly good cuz he's always feeling nasally and said no I feel fine so it's just my normal situation so oh, okay so that night i uh i'd been downtown and i came home and i couldn't get warm i sort of mm, something's not right here but i so i sat in front of the fire and went to sleep for a couple of hours and woke up and Still couldn't get warm, and I thought I'd better test myself. So I've been obviously rat testing myself for months now. Uh, we stopped just recently because um, we didn't feel we needed to test every day. I take the rat test immediately. I take it up. Comes the positive line. So it was. Um, so I've got COVID. I said to my brother, "I think you'd better uh, you'd better take a test." Up comes his. So we suspect that probably um, he'd been at bowls and had been at bridge, and he thinks probably uh, he knew that one of his uh, bowling mates had been at a funeral, I think, where there'd been some COVID. They they uh, were taking all the precautions, but that's probably where it came from. So in both of our cases, we were uh, we were eligible for Paxlovid, which is the new medication, uh, I've certainly delivered quite a bit. Uh, we're one of the dispensing pharmacies for Paxlovid, and what happens is that I always go and do a home visit. We've got a, a very strict criteria that we need to go through to assess. Not only does the doctor prescribe it, we have to actually satisfy ourselves that um, you're actually also eligible for Paxlovid. There are a whole lot of drugs that you can't have Paxlovid with, uh, and there's also some tests that we need to know in terms of liver function and kidney function, etc. So I've been del- doing those. And one of the things that I've always warned people is that uh, Paxlovid, by reputation, has a reasonably noticeable taste in your mouth. Some, the words some people use was ghastly. I didn't find it ghastly. It was certainly I was aware that uh, I had a taste in my mouth. that was a little unpleasant. But uh, I was very, So I can now speak with experience of having, about having had COVID and also having taken Paxlovid. My experience of uh, the first few days was fine. Uh, my brother, uh, right through the whole period, said that if we hadn't tested and tested positive, he wouldn't have thought that he had COVID. Uh, so he's been lucky, and that's certainly a response from quite a number of people that I know that have had COVID, they've said they've, if they hadn't tested, they wouldn't have been aware of it. Um, and we'll talk some more about that in a moment. In my case, after a couple of days, I was certainly, I had a sore throat. And the problem with the sore throat is that it was that aggravated that once I started to cough, I was just sort of getting a coughing spasm and I could understand why people might suddenly want to go to hospital. I wasn't certainly at that point. I had a a pulse oximeter at home, so I was able to measure my oxygen levels. They were completely normal, so it wasn't affecting my ability to to breathe, but the cough was certainly uh, very, very annoying and um, I guess around days three and four, Uh, I found that I was lying down I was saying a little bit of phlegm build up on my vocal cords and that would start me coughing and the more I coughed the worse my throat got and it was just sort of getting into a coughing fit so what I found uh, in my case I grabbed a sleeping bag and uh, went to sleep in the easy chair in front of the fire for a couple of days and I found that soothed my throat and stopped the coughing (coughs) Excuse me. I just need to. I was wondering today whether my voice is going to hold out for the whole program. So I'm sorry if I do cough occasionally. Um, I do find it still gets a little irritated. So I, um, you don't rat test if you're self isolating. Uh, but because I have been, I was sort of interested to follow the follow the course of the uh, what was happening, and I was certainly testing positive right through today, five day six, I think. I was uh good to go back to work on, the, uh, on day 7 I Um I'm still probably a little tired at times. Um I think I'm probably still occasionally I get tired, I'm a little feverish, but I haven't had any long-term consequences. But talking to some of my staff who've uh, who've also had covid, uh their recommendation and my recommendation is don't push it. Um you might feel fine, but by the end of the day, certainly don't, don't uh, get back into physical activity. I have been warning people that um, you really should probably, apart from light walking, etc., cetera, don't go back to the gym and don't get into serious exercise for two to three weeks. Um, I was just having that conversation with one of my staff before who had COVID um, probably a couple of months ago, and she said it took her a good month before she felt she was completely back to normal. So the advice is uh, take it easy please and look after yourselves don't uh, don't rush back into into your normal activities as I said, uh, my brother and like a number of other people who've had uh, had fairly mild symptoms uh, they said if they hadn't rat tested they wouldn't have known that they had, had COVID. Um but it's really important that we still observe the um, observe the uh, the self isolation rules that we observe wearing masks, and I'm going to talk some more after the break around that, but. With uh, obviously not everybody is doing um, rapid antigen testing, and not everybody who's uh, who's who's actually got COVID is necessarily symptomatic. And this is where the wastewater testing is becoming incredibly important. Uh, they can actually monitor. This is why the Ministry of Health are doing the the wastewater testing because they can it'll be it'll show up in the wastewater, and the variants will show up before people actually become clinically um, infected, um, or clinically, um, sorry, you'll be infected, but perhaps before you know it, so it will be showing up in the wastewater. So we are going to have to be monitoring that and we're going to have to be very, very careful because um, the latest estimates are that we're going. We're seeing a, we're seeing an upsurge. The, uh, the seven-day rolling average has increased. We've certainly in the south. We're seeing, um, as somebody described, I think it was in the paper yesterday. We've been on a slow burn, and we're still seeing a stubbornly high number of cases. Uh, there's some suggestion that's because we've got a slightly older population. But this weekend, I think it's going to be a real, real test, literally. We've got the rugby test, we've got a couple of other functions, and we've got university coming back. So I suspect that the next couple of weeks are not going to be a great time for COVID or for influenza. So, folks, let's go to a um, let's go to a little bit of a promo, and then I'm going to play one of my mum's favourite songs, which was feral in with the white cliffs of Dover. So, I hope that you'll bear with the nostalgia. The radio pharmacist sharing tips and practical advice on the management of a range of healthcare matters every Tuesday at noon on ORFM Dunedin taking the time to explore some of the bigger issues around health and well-being in simple, easy language we can all understand. The Radio Pharmacist, bold, innovative, sometimes controversial and not afraid to tell it as it is. Tune in Tuesdays at noon on 105.4 FM and 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz. That's The Radio Pharmacist, every week on Tuesdays at noon.
1: shadows fell the light of hope in their eyes and though I'm far away I still can hear them say from up for when the dawn comes on There'll be blue birds over the white cliffs of Dover. Tomorrow, just you wait and see. There'll be Tomorrow, when the world is free, the shepherd will tend his sheep, the valley will bloom again, and Jimmy will go to sleep in his own little room again. There'll be Just you wait
0: Kia ora, you're back with uh, back with the radio pharmacist. That little bit of nostalgia there for my dear mum, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. So, talking about uh, talking about COVID um, and the uh, boosters, so and influenza. So, we just need to look. We we know that our health system's under real pressure at the moment. Um, we know that the modelers are suggesting that we're probably going to get a second wave of COVID, and as I said before the break, we've got uh, a big, some big events coming up. I expect the next couple of weeks in Dunedin are going to, fairly, going to be fairly going to be fairly tough. If you haven't had your booster, and we know there's a million people who haven't had it, now is a really great time to come and get it. Um, for those, uh, especially at risk, so those over sixty-five, or if you're Maori and Pacifica and over fifty, if you've got a, if you're immunocompromised, etc. Please come and get your second booster now. The rules around the second booster is you can't have that until six months after your previous booster. So we've had quite a few people coming in this week who were just a couple of weeks early. So you've got to wait six months and a day the way the system works today. So if you had it, uh, so the first people who were eligible were people that had it in um, in February. They could have it at the first of July. Um, so you would just need to go and look at those dates, please. And we will tell you, if you make a booking, it will tell you as to whether you're eligible or not. Uh, but so we have to wait six months. If you've had COVID, as I have, then I'm eligible for my second vaccination into my second booster in terms of being six months, but I'm not eligible for it because I've had COVID. So if you've actually had COVID, then you need to wait an additional 90 days. So let's just be quite clear about that. The other thing that's changed is in terms of because there is some reinfection now going on, unfortunately, and with these new variants. Um, so it previously was that if you'd had COVID and you got symptoms in the next 90 days, you didn't need to test and you didn't need to self-isolate. That has changed. It's now 28 days. So if, um, if you've recovered, had COVID and recovered... And then after 28 days, so basically a month, you get COVID symptoms again, then please test yourself. And if you are positive, then you'll need to self-isolate for another seven days. Um, so that's the, the situation around COVID. Uh, with influenza, the vaccination criteria has been broadened and uh, now, we can now give uh, influenza free-funded free influenza vaccinations for all of the people who were eligible previously, um, plus any frontline health workers who are 30 years and over. And most importantly, children from three to twelve are now funded. They get the same injection as adults. So, if you're, I would encourage you, if you've, if you're a parent and you've got children aged between three and twelve, and you haven't had your influ- they haven't had their influenza vaccine, please come in and get it. Um, you can walk into most pharmacies. Uh, the ph- all the vaccinating pharmacies should have plenty of stock. Um, if the sorry, I'm just losing my losing my train of thought here. If you've got grandkids or if you've got, uh, you know, um, uh, children at school, etc., please encourage them to come and have that flu vaccination. So we're trying to extend that as much as possible. There's plenty of flu vaccine in the country and. Um, so that's, that is the key message. Come and get that free vaccination if you're entitled to it. Come and get it if you're not entitled to it. We still encourage you. A lot of workplaces are actually providing uh, certificates for people to and funding it. So really, really important. The next few months are going to be very, very critical for our healthcare system. Our healthcare system is obviously under huge pressure at the moment. We've got people who are down. I've got another one of my pharmacists um, caught COVID last week. He was supposed to come back to work today. He's not well enough to come back to work. So that's also a reminder that if um, at the end of your seven days of self-isolation, if you still think you're symptomatic or you're still not feeling well, then please stay home. Um, what, has been, what the rules state is that you should continue to self-isolate uh, until you're symptom-free and you've been symptom-free for 24 hours. So we're not just talking about being tired and that if you're still coughing, if you're still sneezing, those types of things, then please stay home. The same with influenza. If you've got influenza, then it's really important. Please stay home. Think about your workmates. Think about your schoolmates. Think about your friends. Uh, We don't want them to get it. So it's really important that we all follow those processes. And the most important thing, as all of the experts are saying, is mask wearing. I know some people don't like wearing masks, but the single best thing you can do, apart from your vaccination, making sure that you've had your your COVID vaccination, you've had your boosters and you've had your second booster if you're eligible for it, and you've had your flu vaccination is masking. Just make sure that you're wearing masking when you're around other people. Not only are you protecting them from you, but you're protecting yourself from them. So folks, look, we're out of time. Um, Thank you for listening to me. I hope you found today interesting. Um, I strongly urge you, please To make sure that your vaccinations for both your influenza and your COVID are up to date, and if they're not, please come and get them. So, folks, we're out of time. Thanks for listening to me, and I look forward to uh, talking to you the next time I'm in the studio. Nōrīta ten nākoto ten nākoto ten a katoa. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end. And we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you've found today's cordial useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they are available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the Radio Pharmacist, signing off. OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, ka on all. This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.